0: am i saying your name right yet
1: um i didn't even hear how you pronounced it, oh, right. I was that, means zoned it out.
0: that means it didn't trigger <laughs> anything and i'm saying it right excellent okay <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bill Garrett and Beyond. We're up to chapter five of Porn of Prophecy this week. Um, Hi, hey Alicia. Hey, everybody.
1: Glad to be back to record another episode.
0: Yes, although the listener won't be won't know this because you know every week you will be hearing an episode. It's been a couple of weeks since we recorded, and so. You know, life just kind of gets in the way sometimes.
1: Yeah, that's okay. You know, just like you said, it's not going to be any different to the listeners because <laughs> these are pre, like, batch recorded so that we make sure.
0: Yes, Wanted we have them sure. for you. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, oh, how was your week, uh-huh. my darling?
1: It was interesting
0: tell me tell me how was your cup this week
1: yeah so even even the week before this and it's been two weeks it was both weeks I would say it was like sweetly spiced if that's possible because um I had a lot of stuff happen um, in my business a lot of stuff positive things are going on like I'm seeing some great growth and movement um just started um hired two no they hired me to help them write their book two new people so that's super exciting
0: um and then I just made grinned off the side of my off both sides of my face just then
1: just yeah I'm so excited to start one's going to start at the end of November the other one at the end of December so it's really going to be uh like really special but Um, the other thing is I had, I discovered, um, first it was a movie, A Wrinkle in Time. And then of course I went immediately and got the book because the movie changed my life. It was just like the perfect timing. I know this story has been around for, I looked it up since like 1962 or something. And it seems like I come into these things super late, but they always come at the right time.
0: Well, I was just about to say, you're not late at all. You are right on time. You're right on your own schedule. It's all perfect.
1: Yeah, because had I read this as a child or at any other point, it probably wouldn't have registered like it did this time. So that's been a huge thing for me, um, everything. And then I did have like a strange experience last week that threw me kind of scared me for a minute. But then after I recovered from it, it was almost like, yeah, that was kind of my like last push through Mm -hmm. to break past everything. I'm how I hold myself back. Mm -hmm. And so now since that time, I've really been feeling this forward movement So
0: it has been really great. That's fantastic. It's so interesting that that's what you're talking about. You know, that last push through of like limiting beliefs um, about, your work and and around your creative career because and it was only when we were having our little pre-show you know discussion that I realized uh, that's exactly where I am too like I realized it of course in my head but like saying this stuff out loud just kind of makes it real for me anyway and so you were so sweetly spiced but I'm I've had a really salty, cotton potion in my cup for the same reasons and I but my cup has collected a lot of tears this this last fortnight in my process of like release and letting go and you know working through these limiting beliefs and and whilst you have pushed through and you know gotten into that sweet stuff I'm still kind of it's like I'm pushing against the inside of a balloon that just just, just won't give, and I am still, I still have that fear, so I'm not ready to like dig my fingernails in and just pop the sucker. Right. Yeah, okay. so, but, but tonight is, won't be when this goes out, but tonight is Salwan. And I am gonna burn some limiting beliefs, literally burn them, literally set fire to pieces of paper and burn the sockets that's happening tonight yeah
1: you'll have to let us know how that goes next week
0: <laughs> <We'll>
1: <laughs> how you feel after that
0: yeah i'm i don't have any expectations which i think is healthy but i'm dealing with all of the big emotions like all of the big emotions that fuel my fears and keep me stuck in that place you know shame and like, shame seems to be the last one that ever that comes up for me that I admit, you know, kind of, you know, I'm sad or I feel guilty about this or whatever. And, of course, feelings are just feelings and thoughts are just thoughts. It's not, they're not me. Mm-hmm. But if I let myself feel them, which I have been doing lately, then I can kind of get through them. I don't have to keep feeling it over and over and over again. I can, like move on to the next thing and the last thing always seems to be shame and so this thing happened tonight and I'm kind of just I was trying to work out what it was I was feeling it wasn't nice I didn't like it didn't want to be in it but I made myself stay there and, I, and I'm like wow I think I, I think I feel ashamed <laughs> <laughs> so that's been a very interesting evening
1: yeah I mean it sounds like It reminds me a lot of how they talk about tessering and the *A wrinkle in time story, right? They call tessering basically like traveling through the universe using your mind. Mm -hmm. And so when you're describing like pushing up against a balloon that won't pop is exactly like how, at least in the movie and the book, it's described a little bit different, but in the movie, you literally see it. She's trying to tesser this girl because she's the one has still very much run by her mind right where all the rest are just, oh this is so so fun and easy and it's amazing and but when you see her try to test her she they do it's like she's pressing up against this film of it looks a lot like a balloon
0: oh wow so i literally described like what you read because i haven't read it
1: mm-hmm. yeah and so it's, it reminds me a lot of that like it's yeah you got to kind of release whatever that is because then you see once you do you can easily just move through it and it's actually very oh other words the word one of the misses uses is glorious like oh i love that glorious.
0: word a great word
1: she's like why aren't you glorious everybody's glorious except you we just tessered you should be glorious <laughs> and it's like wow um it reminds me a lot of that like just by the end of it the the young girl does come into her true self and like let go of that stuff and then testering is glorious for her but it's trying to work through it at first you got to break not even break through it but like release it so it just opens
0: great Uh, language and i'm glad that we're talking about this chapter tonight because it ties into all of this stuff that we're well it feels like it feels like a, a the right chapter to be on because it feels like I'm just on the brink of stuff and we'll get into it later in our, in our chapter discussion. Mm-hmm. Why, why that, why I feel like that ties in, but, but yeah. So oh, that sounds like a great book and I'm definitely putting it on my reading list. Yeah, you
1: should. Um, it's, it is, I think a children's book, but there's so much in there for adults oh. to get out of this.
0: A good children's you know? book is for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one of them. Just like Harry Potter, this is one of them. And it's a quintet, so there's five of them to enjoy.
0: (laughs) Oh, is that right? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, beautiful. All right. Uh, So tell us about the chapter. Yeah, chapter five. Okay, so I'm going to do my best. It's been two weeks since I read this, but I did refresh myself. But chapter five is, you know, Mr. Wolf comes back like right at the beginning. He's just there all of a sudden. It's five years later. Um, and I guess it was one or two chapters ago we learned about Brill, uh, who's like a new farm hand or something like that. Um, so we figure out something's kind of weird with him and uh, Mr. Wolf then also tells another really good story to people that gets uh, some controversy going. And then of course the chapter ends with them leaving Faldor's farm behind, going into the unknown under the moonlight. um, It was so much, I'm like, this totally has Lord of the Rings vibe right now. and So I loved it. (laughs) Yay.
0: You can't, I'm doing a little chair dance because, mm-hmm. yay, start of the adventure.
1: Yeah, so true. And then let's check. What did I predict last week? Do you remember? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Was I was I accurate or am I way off? Let's have a look. Prediction. I think Garion will get curious about the mark on his hand and start looking for answers.
1: Mm. yeah, that was pretty Nope,
0: nope, nope.
1: Not even close. But that's, that's okay. okay.
0: There's a very good yep. prediction.
1: So the start of the chapter, mm. Mr. Wolf comes back.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, we do see it's five years later, so that makes Garion now... About a teenager, right? He's fourteen now, yeah. right? Uh, and so, yeah, we immediately like see Mr. Wolf go find Aunt Pole, right? And then Garian is supposed to go pick carrots for her, but instead stays to eavesdrop on what they're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, from the start of the chapter, it's like it's starting to sit a different tone like a more serious tone like even the the way that um, Mr Wolf comes in and he's kind of you know Garion notices that he notices that he hasn't got he's not lighthearted. he's got really kind of serious face and
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as you say immediately wants to go to talk to Aunt Pollen but Garion says oh you know maybe now's not a good idea because she's in a really bad mood and he's like well (laughs) it doesn't matter I still got to talk to her so it's like everything's like sort of sense the coming something you know substantial is about to happen so from the start of the chapter yeah
1: yeah all the little signs of just Gary and observing Mr. Wolf you know you kind of do get that vibe like "Hmm, something's changed with him yeah and he's also obviously got something weighing him down and then even as he goes in to talk to Aunt Paul, like, he starts saying some did you things. That, the,
0: did you catch the, um, he, he, Gary sees him he, he makes some funny gestures with his hands or something, or he does something weird with his hands, and Aunt Paul kind of reacts to that? Did you catch that?
1: I don't remember it at this point. I might have when I read it. <laughs> but right now I do, I do not. Is it like right at the beginning?
0: Yeah. So as they sort of start talking and then they stop and upholster sends Garion away. A different uh, okay. Carrots.
1: Okay. Yeah, I missed that part.
0: And Gary so... I love the way that they just desc- that the the author describes Garion as um, the his the, the way that he makes his decision to stay in Eustrop. hmm Like, you know, mm-hmm. usually when he gets sent away, it involves it 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 involves him rather particularly, and so you mm-hmm. know, I want to know what this is all about yeah
1: and and I found that part here. It says that um the wolf has said then he did a strange thing, his fingers traced an intricate little design in the air in front of his chest. Garion was quite sure that he was not intended to
0: see those gestures. <laughs> <laughs> Can and that
1: cool like, reaction
0: can you remember like being in that mind when you were a child like overhearing or seeing or something or walking into an adult conversation and the conversation just kind of stopping or mm-hmm. like
1: yeah realizing that you're
0: in the room and overhearing what they're talking about
1: all the time mm-hmm. and even now being the parent like my daughter she senses when me and her dad are having a discussion that's more private because she will come in and just sit there.
0: Yeah.
1: And we're like, can you go like watch your show for a minute? I'll be there. I just want to stay here though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knows there's a conversation going on that's probably not the most pleasant, you know, if we're disagreeing or something. So yeah, it's like, it's like that. And it, it is the kid's intuition of like, there's something here that I think I would benefit from from hearing.
0: Yeah. So so he he stays and listens, and they talk about something being lost or or missing, and and how Mr. Wolf, Wolf can follow it even. Yeah, he's following the trail. Like she asks him. Yeah. Uh,
1: and he's he says something about. Um, oh, she says he won't leave you a trail and he wolf says he doesn't have to the thing itself will make itself known to me will make its trail known to me
0: okay so so if someone's got something and wolf can follow it mm-hmm. and so during this conversation they decide that like wolf wants Aunt Paul to go with him like insists upon it and she's like, well, if I go, Gary and goes, which makes Gary almost pee himself with excitement outside the door where he's listening. And Wolf's like, no, 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 no. And then, and and kind of laughs at the reason that Aunt Paul gives for wanting to take him along, you know? Right. Um,
1: the... Because she's still on the fact that she caught him kissing Zubret. Yeah. Right. And Wolf, and and Wolf she...
0: just thinks that's funny.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, it's because I think she exaggerates it to the point of they're gonna run off and get married, and, and she'll end up pregnant or something like that. Well,
0: I don't think it's such an exaggeration, like considering you know. Well, if they have nothing
1: else better to do than, you know. You know, yeah, get <laughs> Paul there, and
0: you that's know. That's what
1: just, teenagers do.
0: Yeah. So and and but the the way that they talk about it, you know, so, um, Paul's like, yes, and so what? We've got to wait another thousand years for the conditions to be right again so that you know hello something's going on with Gary and right in the center of it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah the other thing too is with Aunt Paul asking the wolf like she's like asking well where is he going to take it so it's kind of like well where like who is taking what and where (laughs) like and there's no hint to what she's talking about. she obviously knows, and wolf knows, so
0: yeah, they don't there's no hint at all at the moment. It's just that's all the clue we get but but they, but they pack everything up and and then Aunt Paul catches Gary getting very excited. Gary loses himself in the moment thinking adventure adventure and forgets that he's not supposed to be outside the door and then Aunt Paul's like, "Where are the bloody carrots, Gary? <laughs> right.
1: And then from there, I think it goes right into the Mr. Wolf telling another story, right? The story of the three adventurers.
0: I think it goes. So because after that, oh, no, Gary gets back from getting the carrots and sees Aunt Pol go upstairs to talk to Farmer Faldor. And he is going to go and eavesdrop again and listen to their conversation, but he sees Brill go up, Well who he later realises is Brill after he smells him because Brill's very stinky. And, yeah, so then he sees Aunt Paul and Farmer Feldor come down and they're kind of talking about Aunt Paul going. And then he kind of feels like a bit talking of shame, huh, a little bit ashamed of shame himself for, you know, doing the same thing that Brill's doing, but Brill's making it seem like, like, in his head, Garen's trying to justify it. Oh, he's probably just curious like me, probably just curious. Nothing sinister going on here at all. Right,
1: but he has much more of a creepy vibe about it than Garion does.
0: Oh yes, oh yes, 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 and he stinks. Yeah.
1: Right, there's something just off about him from the beginning when he arrived at the farm.
0: Yes, and then and then we go into the story in the like the third, at dinner, mm-hmm. and I, this is it's weird. Every time I read it, I still think it's weird. This that story and the way that Brill reacts, like. Yeah, okay, it's a creepy story, but... And I can sort of see the sense of the moral that Faldor puts on it, and, you know, but I just think it, it it still confuses me. It's like one of those things that makes perfect sense in your head as an author when you're writing it, but then someone else reads it and has nobody idea what you're talking
1: about. You mean, like, in the context of the whole story, or do you just mean the story itself?
0: No, I mean he- the way Brill reacts to it, like, because he's yeah. so, like offended okay. I don't understand and I never have understood and I know the whole story like how
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know I I, just, I still don't even with years of hindsight understand why he's so friggin' offended
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean maybe it's just simply that he's never seen a ghost like he said so yeah okay <laughs>
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, if we think about it later on when we have more context, maybe we'll come back to it, but probably not Mm because it's a little bit inconsequential at this this point, but it's just, yeah, Yeah. I just find that bit a bit like, what?
1: I like, I kind of liked the story itself though. Like the the idea, like I could visualize it real clearly. It reminded me of um, some other tales you hear growing up as a child, like the, uh, what are they called now? urban legends type thing
0: and fables like it's all about it's all about greed and you know going after the gold in another country and the spirits of the dead people in that country protecting the gold and driving the people mad and that that's the whole kind of gist of the story that people died because they were greedy
1: it reminds me, I just thought of this Of um, in Harry Potter with the, when she, he finds out the story of the three brothers and with the cloak and the stone and the yes. the wand. Yes, yes. How they each ended up.
0: That was a story of greed as well, yeah.
1: It's the same, that's I think why I was like, this sounds familiar. Oh, Cause yeah. I can visualize, I visualize it now. Yeah, because in the movie they they like depict the story like a little storybook. So I'm yeah, it's like it,
0: a puppet show, like a like a, show right. a puppet show or something.
1: Yeah, that's what it was reminding me of.
0: Ah, okay, and yeah, and so I'm not sure whether the whole react Brill's reaction was just a vehicle to draw attention to him as a character in the story, so could that be. you know it sort of drew him into the story. You know I think I mean?
1: that could be. I think that could very well be it.
0: So because, I think it's, it's like, maybe, it, and maybe that's why it just feels like it doesn't quite make as much sense as, as maybe it could.
1: Yeah, it's because it's in the scene right after that that Garion decides to confess to Aunt Pole that he saw yeah. um, real, like, spying on
0: her. Yeah, which makes Wolf curious and goes, oh, who is this guy? Maybe we should check him out. And, and oh, it's so funny. I love the way that he transforms into this little – Kitty Paws character, like like I imagine this cat burglar kind of character, you know, sneaking along with the little tippy toes. Cause that's that's kind of the vibe that the story gives off then that Wolf transforms into this really sneaky <laughs> almost like almost um and you can almost sort of sense the like, ooh, this is fun. Like he's really enjoying the whole kind of sneaky bit of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he gets almost like playful about it, right? <laughs> Yes. Um, so they they like go into the, the place where they think he's hiding out
0: and um, yeah everything's just messed up so Garion and and, and I, I love how it switches to Garion and then and he sort of Garion can tell that it's not just someone gone it's someone gone in a hurry because everything's messy and he can sort of maybe his, his, his sense of adventure is starting to switch on and um mm-hmm the way that ah oh, ah oh, ah oh, the way that wolf gets into the room but we can talk about that in the in the magic bit huh?
1: right yeah that i loved that part and yeah. so like they end up finding him in the stables right
0: yeah yeah so they go to the stables and Brill's packing up and getting ready to go and Brill's like i'll just bugger off and get out of my way what do you think you're doing and and wolf sort of um Braver than an old, potentially less powerful old man might be when confronted with a nasty character. Mm-hmm. Seems very confident.
1: Yeah. No, like, this is a time where and too, you see he has a heroic side because he actually pulls his little knife yeah. from his belt and, and tries to fight Mr. Wolf, right? So. Yeah,
0: it sort of talks about, it talks again about, like, Described similarly to when he was whacked on the head by his friend when they were playing sword fighting, and he started sort of doing things, you know, without without volition, like just his, something else took over him. It's like this sudden surge of valor, you know, jumping in front of him. Like you can, and it's only just a tiny little moment in the in the text, you know, the, the surge that sort of overtook him, and he stepped in front of um, Mr. Yeah. Wolf because Brill at this point has his rusty old sword out, and so you, you can just sort of see this little, this teenager, this little dagger, you
1: know? Yeah, again, it's like the, the Hobbit with his little, his little dagger. Yeah. They're trying, thinking he's this big, bad, tough guy, because he's got his sword in his hand, but he's so tiny, and the sword's so tiny, and it's like, yeah. you're really not going to do that much damage with it, but the It's about, like, the energy they take on when they're in that space. You know, I think of Merry and Pippin when they're allowing Frodo to escape from the orcs. Um, And they see this horde of orcs coming toward them. And they're like, go, we'll distract them. And the two little guys just jump out in front of all of them. Yeah. Like, knowing there's no chance. But they still have that valor in them to to do it. And it's just like, Gary, and here... He's probably the weakest one in the room, at least mm-hmm. right now. And yet here he is standing in front of Mr. Wolf to protect him.
0: I, d- I don't think Arian thought much about anything, but he's very brave. He's very mm-hmm. brave. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then Dernick shows up and knocks the sword out of Brill's hand with a an ox yoke, like a thing that you sit over the shoulders of an ox and when he's pulling a cart, like a big... Imagine. So you can imagine how strong Dernick is to like just be swinging something like that around. Yeah, And then exactly. And then swings it again and knocks Brill over, ass over bum. No, ass over the other thing. What do I say? Ass over tip. Knocks him over. Knocks the wind out of him.
1: Mm-hmm. And um. And then they leave him tied up there.
0: Yeah. Right? Well. Well. Yeah. So so Wolf says time up make him secure, tie him up, leave him for someone to find. And then Dernick's like, well, we've got to tell Faldor because, you know, his weapons have been drawn. This is not just a little thing. And Wolf's like, no, 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 no. We just have to go. We have to go. And then they go back to the kitchen to our pole and um, talk about leaving.
1: Right. And that's the moment that Dernick says, I'm coming with you. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's like... And Paul's kind of, I feel like, she, at least I interpret it, she was kind of mocking him a bit, like, oh, you're going to protect us or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And of course, he probably really can, but she almost, like, was diminishing that.
0: Well, it sort of says something about her belief in her ability to protect herself and, like, she doesn't need anybody.
1: Yeah, because he said to um she's like, you, Dernick, you mean to protect us? and he says, I'm sorry, uh, Mistress Pole, I will not permit you to go unescorted. So that's when she gets offended. She's like, you will not permit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <She's> like, nobody
1: <laughs> permits me to do anything.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, but I really, I love that. Like, Dernick's just so steady and solid. And, like, he's not a wimp. So he totally mm. could protect them. Like, if we're talking about physical danger, he totally could protect them. He's big and strong enough it's not just anyone he's going for mistress pole like you get that sense
1: yeah because they hinted at that kind of little of a romance between them
0: yeah i mean i don't think there's a really subtle yeah i think yeah there's like i'm i'm pretty sure that dernick's like got that crush going on
1: (laughs) right more of a one-sided thing yeah um but yeah so then it ends and they're on their way and they
0: you get the gate. sense
1: that Garian's feeling already a little bit of uneasiness of by simple comment of, you know, outside of the walls of the village, it's a lot colder.
0: <laughs> and darker. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Even with the moon shining on their pathway, it's still
0: it's scary. That, that last, that last kind of, you know, gets to the top of the hill and looks back at the farm and has that last kind of, of what about Zabret you know and then he bursts through his bubble and he just like off he goes into the darkness Mm -hmm. there's no he just pops the balloon and gets going
1: yeah Yeah. I'm excited to see what's next (laughs) so that will be good so on to the magic then what magic stood out for you
0: well, for me, I really like there's a moment when Wolf and Gary are in Brill's room and when they're looking for him before they go to the barn and Wolf lights a taper and it lights up his face and Garion sees him get really still and his face gets really still and it's described as though his mind was searching for something. And mm-hmm. then Wolf says, let's go to the barn. And they go to the barn. And I just really, really like that idea of journeying with your mind to other places. right? Re- exp- expanding your senses to reach out to what's around you. And I really love that kind of magic. So that's my pick.
1: <clears throat> that's a good one. And I again, I completely kind of skimmed over that. I didn't really pick up on that part. So I'm glad you pointed
0: it out. Well, I'm just so loving all of these little things. Like, of course, I know that they're there, but when I typically read the series now, I, I read it so fast because I know the story so well that I don't take the time to enjoy the details. And this time, because I'm reading it with you, I'm really reading every word and in absorbing every comma and nuance and just I'm really enjoying the experience so I'm so glad that i that I get to do this with you
1: yeah it is nice when you kind of have that limit where it's only one chapter oh. for the week that's it and these chapters are really manageable they're pretty short so yeah. you can really take your time with it and yeah. still have plenty of time left over
0: so it's so yeah. good for me just to slow down mm-hmm. it's so healthy and nourishing for me yeah i've lots of people what's your magical pick
1: um, mine is in, like in the same scene when it's a kind of the combination where he uh, will open the latch to the door to Brielle's room without even touching it it just kind of mentions like he does a movement I think with his hand and then the latch opens um and then too with well I guess with the um lighting the fire he actually did kind of just scratch it on something and the fire ignited but just that whole little moment right there was really kind of I like I've always been intrigued by the where you can just kind of move things with your hands or you know make stuff happen with without having to get up and
0: so interesting the different parts of the different magic that we notice Mm -hmm.
1: because
0: of our own filters and the way that we you know the things that stand out to us. I love that.
1: Yeah. I was just thinking that too. Um all right so what about this chapter is relating to your own life right now?
0: Okay, so, well, as I kind of alluded to when I talked about Gary and <clears throat> pushing through his balloon and keeping going, right at the end of the chapter, you sort of this this sense through the whole chapter of building up, building up, building up something important, something important's coming and it's a little bit more serious, a little bit more kind of, there's a little bit more gravitas going on there. And then right at the end of the chapter, they're off, out into the darkness. And I just feel like that. This last two weeks has been me with this building up, building up, building up, a little bit heavier, a little bit serious. And I'm right on that edge now of on the brink, my hair, forehead pushed right up against the inside of the balloon. And I'm, I'm just, yeah, I don't know what happens next. So I'm, I'm like Gary at the end of the chapter. I don't know what comes next, but it's exciting and a little bit scary. Yeah.
1: That's a special one. <laughs> I definitely follow up with that one as it comes to you, you know.
0: Yeah, Yeah. well, I'll be here next week, guys.
1: <laughs>
0: What's yours this, this, for this chapter?
1: Okay, mine, like, I was trying to find something else because I'm like, I don't know if I'm quite ready to let people know that I have this super nerdy side. I mean, I guess it's probably already known. I don't really
0: <laughs> like Sorry, I'm the secrets
1: out. <laughs> but this pushes it over the edge, right? Okay. But for me, it was when I was, and that's why I really liked the story that Wolf tells about the three adventurers going, uh, and one they jump off the cliff, one faces and gets broken into pieces and eaten by a ghost. Because I used to play this game called Lord, The Lord of the Rings Online, um, and actually yeah that's not even what I wrote but this is what was in my head and I must have changed it up this is the this is is the truth of it (laughs) this is the truth of it so I'm gonna
0: be (laughs) honest
1: no I used to play Lord of the Rings online which is gaming you know um what do you call it I don't remember what they're called anymore the MMORPG and um I would, this is when I was younger, I didn't have kids yet, I still lived with my parents, so I had a lot of free time on my hands, like, going to college, and I would spend hours in this game, but there was this one area of the game that it, it had that very haunted feel, there were, like, ghosts floating everywhere, and you had to, like, stay away from them, you could hear the weird sounds kind of whistling through the wind, and it just really reminded me of going on quests with people, like, you know, other players in the game, and getting lost in that like area of kind of that stormy night and adventure of, like ooh what's what we got to go battle this thing in order to not die right so it just reminded
0: me of that cool that's <laughs> very cool okay
1: so oh now we're already on to the book prophecy speaks um,
0: and i'm like I had a really specific question that I wanted to ask prophecy this week, and I've conveniently forgotten what that is. <laughs> yeah, I have to write that stuff down,
1: or I will—it'll be gone in two minutes after I, I thought of I it. I think
0: I deliberately didn't write it down because it was the scary thing. <laughs> I, like, oh. I don't want to know. I don't want to know, and I'm probably going to find out anyway. Okay, I'm using my trusty journey to the dark goddess. How to Return to Your Soul by Jane Meredith, which Mm -hmm. is amazing. And there's so much wisdom in it and I think it might be almost time for me to give it a good thorough reading again. And so I'm just, this is a really big night for me. And, oh, I'm getting quite emotional and leading into the next week. And so I would like something to support me through this big, huge or letting go and um, carry me through to next time. So let's just... (sighs) (laughs) Before you move on to the next stage of this journey to meet the Dark Goddess and the next part of this book, take some time to make a map of your descent. Often the descent itself is the most emotionally charged of all the stages of a journey to the Underworld. So distilling what you have learned into some form of map is invaluable. You might want to make this part of your map in seven distinct stages, mirroring the seven gates, seven verses of a song, or an actual map with seven gateways on it. Or you might choose to emphasize other aspects of descending. Wow. (laughs) I mean, that literally just said on the next stage. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get my little bookmarks and that marked. I'll just be looking at that when we finish our show. I mean, do you want to go into a little bit
1: more on it, or do you think that pretty much oh,
0: explains oh sure. it? Well, I think that was fairly straightforward and and <laughs> felt like a literal description of what to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. That did, it sounded like direct guidance right there. So there's
0: a, I've got, I have my direct instructions. I will report back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. OK, well, my book, of course, had to
1: be a Wrinkle in Time this week. Um, and I'm going to butcher the, the author's last name, but her first name is Madeline. Uh, and her last name is French. I'm not even going to attempt it. But if you just Google Wrinkle in Time, you'll find the book. Um, mm. So let's see, I guess mine is going to be about just, you know, continuing to go down my journey in this new, like state of being, um, because I've come to a lot of realizations right now. And I just don't want to ever go backwards. I want to stay here and only um, move forward. So let's see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, <laughs> says, Charles Wallace looked troubled. I don't think it's that. I, it's being able to understand a sort of language. Like sometimes if I concentrate very hard, I can understand the wind talking through the trees. You tell me you see sort of inadvertently. That's a good word, isn't it? I got a mother to look it up in the dictionary for me this morning. I really must learn to read, except I'm afraid it will make me off. It'll make it awfully hard for me in school next year. Okay. He goes on, but I think the first part was the most important. Just talking about, um, like, Charles Wallace is, like, the little brother in the story, and he's the one that's, like, the most in tune to this whole, you know, tessering and – The missus who are like these beings of the universe that he's communicating with far long before anybody else knows about him
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) and
1: so here he's talking to his sister who is the one that's really has difficulty with all of this and he's explaining to her about being able to like hear her thoughts or know what she's thinking without having to tell him so Being able to understand a sort of language, like sometimes I concentrate very hard, I can understand the wind talking in the trees. To me, like that tells me that the answers are always there for you to like absorb. They may not always come to you in the tangible ways that you're used to them. And that's something I've been opening up a lot to and just getting really in tune to listening to the universe and to God and to, you know, whatever else is communicating to me. Uh, that
0: like perfect sense for you.
1: Yeah. And so the fact that it was Charles Wallace of all the characters that I found on the page is, I think, a sign in itself. Of Excellent. What's coming.
0: Oh, I love this. This is, at, this is seriously my favorite part of the show.
1: Yeah, mine too. <laughs> a little selfishly i admit but no I think way it's beneficial for everyone listening
0: absolutely can everyone can do, everyone everyone get your book do your prophecy let us know what it is this is good
1: stuff yeah yeah we need to hear from you and share it with us and absolutely. we can create a community around this um but yeah. so i need to predict the next chapter, but we also need a hashtag. So
0: I don't know. Okay, well think of a hashtag um, just to to identify this episode, but what's your prediction?
1: All right, so I think that Garion is going to get to know Mr. Wolf a lot better now that they're kind of secluded on this dirt road. And I have a feeling he's gonna just kind of be hold towards mr wolf just like the energy is going to be like wafting him over there and that the, i think they're going to also face their real first threat like they're where they're actually in danger okay. like, something's going to happen
0: okay cool well i can't wait to find out so <laughs> let's think of a uh, hashtag for this episode um yeah let's brainstorm ghosts ghosts and gold or greedy ghosts or because that was the story that miss wolf told or we could use carrots (laughs) i kind of like that one carrots yeah carrots okay so picking carrots (laughs) okay darling listener if you have made it all the way to the end of this episode we would love it if you would do your own uh, prophecy reading from a book and share it with us on social media, hashtag carrots. I'll put all the social, all the links to our social media sites in the show notes so you can just click on whatever your favourite one is and find Gary and beyond on that platform. So you don't need to remember anything. Just look in the show notes. But um, for everything else, that i do you can find me at goddesskindle.com i've got lots of links and free stuff and what have you in there so you can catch up with me there and alicia
1: yeah if you want to get in touch with me or um anything i'm doing it's at alicia seymour.com and okay. i look forward to hearing from anybody and being back next week with you guys
0: yeah 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 so well... Report back on my underworld journey next week.
1: Yeah, look forward to it.
0: Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Cool. Yeah, Dunsky. <sighs>